welcome to The Club, a Graveyard Club podcast, where every two weeks we get together to talk about life, the band, share some behind-the-scenes stories and insights, and answer your questions. I'm Matt, and I play the synthesizer and sing. <laughs> this is Corey. Uh, I play the drums, and I also play Matt's synthesizer and hold his microphone during all the shows. <laughs> <laughs> like when I go home, you just go. Yeah, I follow you home with a microphone and record everything you do, just in case. I'm Mike. I play guitar. I'm Amanda. I sing and play bass, and I'm your host today. Let's get started with our first segment. What's new with you, buddy? Corey, we were just talking about what's new with you. Why don't you tell the listeners? Yeah, I'm. what's new with me is I'm starting a new career this year doing home inspections and i just did my first two this last weekend so that's how that's new for me can you come uh, inspect our house again i already did remember <laughs> oh again yeah i've made some changes uh-oh yeah i'll come take a look nice anybody else got news i started trying to get back into meditation which is something i've dabbled in here and there through the years and I'm, I've gotten back into it in probably the most like modern way possible, which is through the Headspace app on my phone. Uh, but it's still kind of a step towards getting back into that, which I always find helpful once I practice it for a while. But and then I always fall off the practice and then go another year without doing it. So I'm currently, it's January. I'm starting to get back into it. We'll see how many weeks I can keep it going. Is it a free app or do you pay money? You know, it is, it's like $60 a year and you can pay monthly, but being a teacher and I think healthcare workers too, you get it for free right now, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome. What does it actually do? What is it like? What's the app doing? It meditates for you. You get to yeah, play video exactly. games, watch TV. Just do whatever you want. <laughs> I just drink a monster energy drink and I ride, <laughs> ride my dirt bike around in the yard while the <laughs> app goes... Um, Which sounds very relaxing. There's a lot of guided meditations and pretty much any, like, you could do one for anxiety or for one, like, creativity. There's a meditation. And then there's just, like, a daily basic meditation you can do. Um, and you can, like, pick whose voice you want to hear. There's, like, multiple teachers that guide you through it. And it's great. I love it. You should check it out. Nice. If you're curious. How about you, Mike? What's new with you, buddy? Um, just like last time running a lot, um, trying to not get too cooped up. It's been a little weird since over the holidays, we didn't really travel. We just laid low and then work has, uh, with my, with my work, I get a long break over the holidays. So I'm a little bit craving some kind of structure again <laughs> because uh, getting a little stir crazy, but not much new. I learned how to make macarons, which I've kind of been getting better at slowly i've tried them maybe like six times at this point and they're finally starting to look like they're supposed to a little bit lumpy but they taste really good and they have the feet and it makes me feel like i did something pretty pretty neat i have a question about those mm -hmm. is there two different types of cookies like a macaron yes. and a macaroon yeah what's the difference macaroon is like something to do with coconut and it's like a lot simpler to make and a macaron is like the little sandwich with oh, the, the creamy yeah. inside that's like very french huh. yeah they're not alike at all but they they're very commonly confused have and have one letter name. difference yeah yeah how do you get the crunch like you know how it, it's almost like there's a shell on the cookie or mm -hmm. is that like icing or is that the no cookie? 
It's it might have to do a little bit with the ingredients, but it's definitely part of it is that after you squirt them all out onto the sheet, you let them sit out in the air for like at least an hour and then they form kind of a skin which sounds disgusting and this is like when it's still dough and then you put it in the oven at like a low temp and it's like the skin kind of keeps it like a crisp shell on top and then they just puff up and like that's one of the things that goes wrong sometimes and it's like why didn't it get the right top but that's going better for me lately whole new cookie new year new cookie new year new me have you experimented with, uh, like, I've seen them with tons of food colorings and, like, different, like, they, they get pretty fancy. Have you tried tried any of that? Yeah. I made yellow ones a few times because I was like, I have lemons, and I think that'd be a nice flavor. And you're like, you want the color to match the flavor or else it's kind of confusing. Um, but that can be a little bit tricky, too. Like, even if you use liquid food coloring, that can, like, throw off the ratio of, like, wet to dry and make it not, like, come together right. So, handily enough, snowmen are white, and I've been making snowman-shaped macarons lately. Nice. And snowman-flavored. Yeah. <laughs> Which is water. Ice. How about Media Nest? Has anybody listened to or watched or played any cool media that they want to talk about lately? Bethany and I just watched... Um this like four-part documentary series about the Heaven's Gate cult on HBO Max. It is fascinating. Did you, did you watch that, Mike? Yeah, I watched that as well. And I re- I don't know if you remember it, but I distinctly remember that as like a news event when I was in like I, late elementary school, early middle school. I don't really. Um, but I didn't, I, I didn't realize that that went on for so long either yeah me like some of those people were in there for like 30 years i didn't know it started in the 70s i remembered it from like 96 yeah, or 97 when it all went to shit right i know that was like kind of a crazy part to see that i was like wow but yeah it was super fascinating like the one guy that's that like got out of it and is now just kind of living on his own but he still 100 percent believes it oh the guy gosh. with like the long i forget what his name is sawyer the long yeah sawyer i was like man that guy would probably be a trip to hang out with Soyote. Yeah. That guy oh, reminded yeah, that me of... Uh, thing. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, Sawyer kind of looks like uh, the guy from I Think You Should Leave. Oh, I could see that. Tim A little bit Robinson. to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where I was like, I kind of felt like there was like a, a comedy vibe to it, even though it wasn't funny. Just the yeah, way it was looked. Fascinating, though. Sorry, Amanda, what were you saying? Um, I was just going to say their whole naming system is so weird. Like, the two leaders are called T and Doe, and they talk in basically pig Latin. It's just, like, the last thing a cult needs is more ways to remove itself from the way regular people behave. That was kind of their whole... Maybe that's the first thing. That was kind of their, like, whole thing, basically, was to, like, they didn't want to associate it all with being humans, essentially. That kind of seemed like was sort of the thing. Like, how they, like, everybody kind of, like, cut their hair the same and, like, got rid of their names and wasn't contacting their families, which... That's like a, I don't know, it seems like a cult yeah, thing they want to, like to do all the transcend time. Transcend their humanness. Yeah, that's essentially what they were, what they're trying to do. Yeah, it's just like get rid of all of their human, I don't know, human level like natural instincts and ways. Weird. I have a totally unrelated media nest offering for what I've been digging into lately. Let's hear it. Um, MF Doom, the rapper died um, recently. He was like, pretty legendary cult status kind of rapper he 
Well, I guess it just came out in the news like yesterday or the day before that he died, but he actually died on Halloween. And he's he like wears like the Doom mask all the time. He started as like an adult swim thing. And then he's done a bunch of like one off projects with different people. I have one of his albums on vinyl called Mad Villain, and it's with this other guy, Mad Lib. And it's like he's so I've been listening to that again lately after the news, but <clears throat> he's like super intricate rhyme schemes, like internal rhymes and all kinds of crazy wordplay. And his songs don't have like super like conventional hooks all the time. And they're like really short. But if you like really look at his lyrics, they're not even about anything necessarily, like as far as a narrative, it's just like crazy elaborate rhyming schemes and stuff. So he's like the coined term that you always hear about him is like, he's your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Mm, But yeah, super cool. MF Doom, Mad Villain. Nice. I've been getting back into the Wise Blood album, Titanic Rising, which I listened to streaming a bit when it came out and Mike just bought it on vinyl. So we've been spinning that. And there's one line that I think Mike has heard me sing, like walking through the house, like probably a hundred times, which is such a good melody. And since you asked, I'll, I'll just preview <laughs> sing it. Sing it. <laughs> <clears throat> I just lay down and cry. The waters don't really go by me. <laughs> it's just like such a pretty, pretty melody. I would say you've been singing it nonstop in a loop for like 48 hours i've stopped but it's been much longer than 48 hours yeah but i feel like i think mike you said this about some other band recently but i think it holds true to this too which is like it's not even like she wrote that melody it's like it was out there waiting to be found just a perfect fully formed little gem and she dug it up that whole album is great though it's like joni mitchell in outer space totally water the same time very very good album that's cool that's i haven't listened cool. to that record very much i'll have to dig deeper but i like that thought behind like just music in general where you're not like writing it you're just like it's all out there in pieces and you're just uh you're digging it you're truffle hunting <laughs> but yeah mike and i have both i i've always appreciated vinyl but i've never been like a vinyl guy for most of my life i never had like a good setup uh so recently i have like kind of a it's not like high-end but a decent speaker setup and a record player so i've been going kind of bananas with buying records and uh getting into vinyl so i've been what did i get recently i got blur blur's self-titled record and some someone still loves you boris yeltsin which is a band i love a whole lot uh and can you hear it mike my cat is uh, definitely is right outside the door. I hear some cats, and I hear like I can't tell if it's one of our cats pounding on the bathroom door or if it's no, like I think upstairs it's... tenants as well. Oh, it's like it might some be Bethany pounding. It might be something. Bethany chopping vegetables. Oh, also. that's fine. It that's... sounds just like a cat when you she chops vegetables. Like a meow. No, well, it's it was... like there's a pounding and a meowing. It's different. They're here. They're both here. Oh no. Oh, it was them. So vinyl's been a thing for me, and then. Uh, I got a video game called Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is like you're a Viking and you go around like Dark Ages, uh, Norway and England, which is cool because I like history a lot and kind of uh, it's a cool historical setting. Nice. What if is that for Xbox? Yeah, Xbox One. Which I was gonna get a game called Cyberpunk, which I don't know. I feel like oh, I heard it's trash. I see yeah. that all over Reddit and all over the internet, it but it released. seems controversial. It, it was it just like got released too soon. 
super hyped and mega delayed like for years it was like oh it's got getting delayed so you think they're like oh it's going to be really good every time it got delayed you're like they're making it better but it's almost it's hard because there's like a new xbox out now and a new playstation so i think they're kind of like we're trying to bridge the gap and make it for that mm-hmm. but yeah on the old console like xbox one it's basically unplayable is what i heard but i haven't tried it video games are so interesting juvenile just kidding (laughs) (laughs) well they're just so cool how they get better and better you know and like i don't know when i feel like i kind of like the like hype around them and like sequels and stuff it's like i feel like it could be compared to like albums you know in a weird way oh yeah but Corey, you're not really a gamer are you like i'm not at all i think i'm i i used to do it a lot and like more recently i've been wanting to get like a PlayStation or an Xbox or something like that. So I will maybe do that this winter if I'm feeling like I want to spend the money on that. But I used to play a ton. Like in high school, we used to do like LAN parties and stuff. What'd you play? All the time. We would, um, we would play Counter-Strike quite a bit. And I don't know, like mostly Counter-Strike. And then, God, I'm trying to remember the name of... Halo? Yeah, GTA. maybe Halo a little bit. I don't know. It's fun. I feel like that'd be a good like pandemic activity if you had if you knew enough people with gaming setups and you could just all link on together totally were we laughing about that on the last zoom where it was like the idea of someone that didn't have video games in high school but they got really into tic-tac-toe <laughs> I don't, I don't think remember that was like hey <laughs> hey come on over we're having a tic-tac-toe party in my basement just there. all their friends are like what round robin tournament yeah Like, I played video games as a kid, but we never had a system for the longest time until my brother and I finally, like, saved up together and got a Super Nintendo. But it was, like, sort of a little bit on the tail end of that even being, like, the coolest system to have. But we used to occasionally get to rent systems from, like, the video store in our small town. Mm. So we'd rent like a Sega Genesis for like two days and like never have enough time to get good at whatever random game we tried for the very first time. But I remember we rented, it was an original Nintendo and like the original Mario Brothers. And, you know, we got sort of far, but like then it was like Sunday night and we had to go to school the next day. We had to like quit so we couldn't like finish anything. My parents stayed up playing it. When we woke up for school the next day, on like the table where we're like getting ready to eat breakfast, they left a Polaroid of the last world. They took a Polaroid oh of the last god. world that they beat. Oh my god! And like just to taunt us. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And didn't you say it was kind of your mom, not your dad? It was both of them. Okay. Um, but Mike's my mom, mom is like very soft spoken, so I just love the idea of her taunting them. Yeah. And my mom then carried on the habit when we bought that Super NES um, a few years later she would come up to our bedroom like when we weren't using it to play tetris on it like addictively and she was super good at it isn't that how you showed us um dr mario you got into it because of your mom yeah we had like a dual game it was like tetris and dr mario in one game nice that's a good one all right that means it's time for band news there's not a lot this time there's nothing we are still awaiting uh vinyl that should be come around the mountain when she <laughs> we were, comes yeah, we were just we were like before we started recording we were kind of talking about that how it just kind of seems to get pushed back a little more every week yeah. this is a seller but we actually vinyl. don't we don't actually have any sort of a definitive date yet right now they just think like what is the 
what's the, what was the rough estimate? I forget that last email. Who knows? It's like end, end of January <laughs> is the rough estimate. 20, 2021 or 2022? 2022. That's anybody's guess. Yep. So looking forward to that. I think that pretty well brings us around to... Story time. Last time you guys could not stop talking about how excited you were to talk about rats. Is that still your current state of being? I always like talking about rats. I was hoping we'd do a podcast only on rats, but we have Rat-cast. we have to pepper in a little band info. But yeah, it started. I I didn't always love rats. Maybe Corey did. Always loved but them. It's <laughs> we played a show. <laughs> Can't get enough of rats in Chicago. It was maybe it's pretty early on in the band. Maybe in the first first half year, we played somewhere in Chicago. Maybe I'm I'm off with the date, but it was like a one off show in Chicago, and we were staying with. Oh, no, it must have been later because it was someone Bobby knew we were staying at their loft. Yeah, it was Shinji. Bobby's friends. Yep. And there's a huge... Who we didn't have in the beginning because oh, yeah. we were small. So there was a huge balcony. The place was awesome. It was a pretty cool spot. And it was like after a show, we were hanging out on the back balcony. And down in the alley was just an absolute medley of <laughs> mice. Many, many mumbling mice <laughs> making midnight music in the moonlight. It was a lot of rats. And you know, there's rats in Minneapolis. I mean, they're everywhere, but they're not doing so great up here. I think they're doing a lot better. (laughs) They don't thrive in Minneapolis. Maybe it's too cold, but so there's probably a summer on, but not quite as many as Chicago. I I mean, that was that was a start. Some of these rats were like the size of a feline. Well, we sat out there. I think we were just like got back from the show, so we were just sitting back there, just drinking, like hanging out. Yeah. And yeah, we saw the rats going across the bottom, and then eventually we like threw a chunk of like a half of a donut yeah. or something out yeah. that we had, and we waited for like the big fat mama rat to come out and <laughs> scamper away with it, and we just <laughs> lost it. It was crazy. I did not partake in most of these rat watching activities, mostly because I'm not that interested. But I'm really happy for you guys. You're Wild just, Kingdom. You're just trying to sleep as you heard our super excited voices I all think, in a. I think I do remember that, like shrill. one of the first rat nights. I like heard a lot of commotion and I was like, wow, like they must like really be onto some funny topics. Like, I wonder what I'm going to hear about in the morning. And it was rats. Yeah. So that, that kind of started this passion where when we tour and travel, we'd always be on the hunt for a good, good rat situation. And like, it never really was better than Chicago until uh, we played in Seattle, we played at this. Was it called the Sunset Tavern? Mm-hmm. Is that the venue? And I was like back in the alley. I think I was. I was like making a call or something. And there was an abandoned lot just behind this venue, and I had to rub my eyes in disbelief when I because it looked like the ground was like moving. I was like, "What is? Oh. What's happening?" <laughs> and there was like a huge system of tunnels. You could see them like going in and out. And I feel like I ran in, and I just like. Corey was like in the middle of a conversation with someone else. I was like, just I had you gl- got to get out here, gleamy now. eyes. Like, hey, <laughs> and we uh, we scampered out there and watched the rats. That was for me. That was the best rat situation we've discovered in the in the nation. We've been in New York twice too, but I don't really remember seeing as many. I think the rats in New York are a little more elusive. Mm. Yeah, or they're independent or something. They don't. They don't need a group. 
have a rat story that is not band related and we can cut out but it was traumatizing at the time i was so my girlfriend at that time was doing like a summer grad program in new orleans and i drove down to see her for a weekend and we hadn't seen each other for a while and we were like walking along like this river walk part of new orleans beautiful night and like the moon was like full and shining and it felt like this like rom-com kind of perfect little night and we like stopped on this boardwalk area and like had this like movie moment like we're going to kiss and as we're like leaning in a rat gigantic rat ran up from the river and screed on top of my feet right between us <laughs> and that relationship really went south from there it ended on the spot yeah I love that you said scurried so fast it it was like screed screed it reminds me of that the bat noise ooh this rat screed yeah it was uh it was pretty disgusting we didn't finish that kiss and we never kissed again after that that was the end it was a, that is a bad omen you know not a good one that could maybe it is a good omen who's mm. who's to say yeah my life it's probably like a book now. of different omens that we could look it up in a book of different omens that's probably what it's called I table think it's of a... contents rat running over your feet while about to kiss somebody <laughs> on a boardwalk in new orleans Page one. <laughs> can't find it <laughs> i think it's fun when you're especially when you're out traveling you need those little i wouldn't call it a game because i'm dead serious about rats like it's not <laughs> a joke to me but it like you need those fun little like things to keep you going oh yeah like a bingo pick a bingo card next time we go out on the road of like Different things that you see. Uh, Bob Dylan's drummer. Rat tunnels. <laughs> Listeners uh, would always love to hear from you guys what you want to hear us talk about. It's all for you. That brings us to our next segment. Which is called Deep Dive. Today we're going to be diving into Ouija. So Ouija, as a lot of fans would probably know, is a single that we recorded in between two albums. So it was after our 2016 Cellar Door full length, but before our 2019 Goodnight Paradise release. And that just sort of happened that way. I think in our minds, maybe it was going to be part of the next project, but things always take longer than you expect them to. So we were also trying out like recording with some different people. So it felt like, let's just go into a studio with a single. We really like that song. And it's become a mainstay in our live set. Definitely feels like a good energy live song, fan fave kind of territory. For sure. Yeah, so it was always called Ouija. I think sometimes we like head back to like spooky, or or at least for demo names, there's a lot of spooky names because they're like, we're Graveyard Club. And especially at that time, I feel like like songs like werewolf teeth were being recorded. Um, so it was kind of around that batch of songs that we named it Ouija and it for no reason at first. And then I think the, when I was working on the lyrics, I was like, Oh, it's, we're going to call it Ouija. I should make a lyric involving the word Ouija. That's, so, I had no idea it would have gone in that order. Yeah. Which is kind of a backwards way to is do a it. It's a crazy place, Shuffman. <laughs> but it didn't, it didn't last long because, um, the lyric was, I think it was, time won't save me, ask the Ouija, like and the Ouija board. In practice, all I could hear instead of ask the Ouija was ask Luigi, 
which is a great callback to our Mario story. Because <laughs> that's all I could hear is ask Luigi. <laughs> and like it, at that very moment, it was changed. I never sang that lyric again. Totally it ruined, ruined it. it. It shattered it like a beautiful vase. And then we kept the song title, Ouija, but the word Ouija isn't actually in the song anymore. Yeah. Now it's um, Time Won't Hold Me, Set Your Ghost Free. Did Very I get it? Good. I don't That's do it. words usually. Nice. Yeah. That's it. But that part is kind of indecipherable anyway. Like sometimes when we play it live, I don't even, I just go, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and I, I don't even sing the words. I'm like, don't even think about what the words are. I, just I like, like to think that you don't think anyone notices, but everyone listening is like, yeah, we've, we've definitely noticed that before. <laughs> Yeah, but that song, um, oh, so there's one other thing that's kind of noteworthy. So some of you may have noticed if you ordered or pre-ordered our vinyl release that we finally are doing for Cellar Door, retroactively putting that on vinyl, we always felt like with Ouija kind of lying around, like we've had different conversations about like, should we throw this into this next album or like onto an EP somewhere just so that it like has somewhere to live besides just as a standalone track, like on spotify or Bandcamp or something um so putting it on the track list for cellar door on vinyl felt like a fun way to add like a little bonus track and something different for people that bought that and have it you know have a little bit of a life on a tangible recording outside of just a digital single so it's like a bonus track tacked on um after the normally final track werewolf teeth please enjoy <laughs> <laughs> We can edit this part out, but weren't you going to say something about the key change stuff? Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's not that much of a story, but just like in some iterations of this, uh, like working from the kind of bare bones demo to putting all four of us on it uh, in the practice space, there was like, it didn't really have a chorus for a while. It kind of just had the verse and the like pre-chorus, the time won't hold me part. I guess I'm using the word chorus for the part where I'm singing ooze. And Matt is singing, everything is changing. I don't know, would you call that the chorus? Yeah. 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 And I don't know. I'm a piano teacher. And when I teach my students um, like composition stuff, we always talk about like the two most important chords in any key are like the one and the five. And we just like didn't have a starting point for that chorus. And I was like, hey, we don't use the five chord anywhere. So really pulled on my piano teacher instincts there and said, mm, why not ask the usual suspects? And I mean, I, I could have said something as well, like just for the start of that song something that i still do to this day is like just put on the arpeggiator setting on any like virtual synth and just kind of like play around with like triplets and things like that and and how that kind of developed into that weird kind of funky arpeggiated sound that runs the whole song i could have said that but i didn't (laughs) nope you didn't you've never said anything of the sort any other things to add about ouija no, but I do think we should record the Luigi version. I do have one more thing about Ouija that just jumped into my head, and it's not a proud thing. That is the song that I regularly screw up. If there's ever a time that I screw up in our set on a live show, it's that like I've got a guitar hook that's like do 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 do. It's sort of a solo that like happens in the intro, and then again before like verse two. And for what I like, I just move really far up and down the fretboard. It's not even that hard of a part. It's just like a lot of movement. And 
like by like the fourth note in the pattern, I'm always like sweating, like, oh my God, I'm going to hit it wrong. And I do it. I, I played it wrong, like probably five different times. And we have a couple buddies who go to a lot of our shows and who are also musicians. And there's been at least two shows where I've screwed up. And within like seconds, I can see them in the crowd, like laughing and like snickering and shaking their heads. Oh, um, you got to never look. I never, ever look. I can't see Patrick's face. Well, or else Matt will like look over at me and laugh. And it's like, there's just no returning from it. It's just, it's <laughs> such a horrible feeling because like it just gets in your head for the rest of the show, you know? Oh, yeah. That's the thing about, yeah, when when you mess up once, it's like it just goes from there. Yeah. It just starts tumbling. And then the fans yeah, will be just, like... You freaked out about it. Yeah, like family or friends or people in the audience will be like, nobody notices that. It's like, if you didn't yes. notice that, you were not listening. Yeah, like, now I'm yeah. even more offended that you paid that little attention, that you didn't notice how bad I f***ed up. You're definitely more tuned into, like, the specific thing that you're doing. And I think as an audience member, you're just watching the band as a full. So, like, I think most of the times it doesn't really get noticed. But, yeah, I've definitely been there, too. We all have. I, I think it helps to laugh because I think if you don't, Oh, yeah. I, I, there's probably that old adage where it's like, just keep going. Like, no, no one will notice. But it's like, that's when you start screwing up a bunch because you're, like, worried about recovering and doing the perfect show. But yeah, yeah. sometimes those shows where it's just like you screw up and laugh about it, it actually turns out to be fun. And you just, like, it's not as big of a deal in your head. Yeah. But it just humanizes it, too. I love from when we used to go to shows. But I love, like, seeing bands that I like and seeing them mess up or just do something like weird, play something a little bit different. You're like, Oh, this is why you're it's like, you can sit at home and listen to like the perfect recording. But yeah. I think shows, though, like that's kind of the fun of what it. What makes that one so painful for me? Cause I agree. You need to laugh it off, but I, it's like very bare. Like the song is like, it's like the arpeggiator and like the kick drum and my guitar for that intro. So it's yeah. so exposed. <laughs> I feel like I'm on, if anybody has seen it's like an older YouTube meme kind of video of Creed and it's called Creed Shreds and they just like make fake sounds oh, yeah. dubbed over like a performance of Creed but every time they show one of the members on stage they totally isolate that track so you like only hear the guitar when it's the guitar player being shown or only hear like the cymbals when he like the drummer is playing and it just sounds ridiculous and that's how I feel like it must sound on stage it's just like my really really exposed isolated guitar just horribly screwed up can I tell you something? I thought for like three quarters of that story that you meant Creed as in the character Creed from The Office. <laughs> <laughs> Creed Shreds. Hey, he played guitar. I, th I think that's what got into my head. Someone should make that. That should be a thing. Anyway. that But Mike, to go off of your like, when you get that comment, like, don't worry, nobody noticed type of thing, immediately reminds me of, we played a Halloween show. It was like a private Halloween party. Oh. And it was in... <laughs> It was in this warehouse. It was like a photography studio and it was a cool party and like a fun show. But for some reason, the the audio system, just for the vocals, Amanda and I, we were running the through synths, these speakers. Right? Oh, yeah. And the, the synth was through it. Like half and the band was like, through the PA. Yeah. I don't know what the deal was, but if it got too loud, like if we were if we were both singing and I was playing synth, the system would power down. And the like, sound guy would just like shrug and be like, I don't know. And then, like, we'd keep playing. And then it eventually would like come back on throughout the song. And this happened like for half the set. Like the vocals would disappear. There'd be no synth. And I remember I went over after and I was like. It was bad. So I was like, what was the deal? And the, he was like, don't worry. I don't think anyone really noticed. <laughs> <was just> like, <laughs> it's, it's Nobody noticed that half the instruments and the, all of the singing oh, yeah. was gone. Oh. 
Uh, it made me feel better, though. Shall we move on to questions? These yeah. come from our listeners slash fans on social media. If you want to get a question on the podcast, please send us a message on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, you can email us at graveyardclubband at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Okay, the first question was one that we've talked about before, but it's kind of funny. How did you guys come up with the name of the band? So Matt and I started Graveyard Club as a duo just for a very brief time before Amanda and Corey kind of made us a full-on real band. And like we talked about in last uh, the last episode of the podcast, we really were going for a very like specific sound, wanting to have sort of that gothy, haunted, uh, new wave sort of thing going on. And so we were just kind of brainstorming possible band names that were sort of almost like spooky but campy in a some in some ways like in the sense that like there's like a nostalgia to it like a childlike sort of thing about it. it's not like you know gothy in like a really really dark industrial kind of way it's it's more um innocent or something so we had a few different iterations of ideas and monster club was what we ended up landing on and well matt you can you can take it from here if you want, because we had a little bit of a early mishap with that one. And that's why we were no longer called that and never really were for more than like, I don't know, a few days. Yeah. So we went and I think we knew we wanted the word club and maybe it was like yeah. kind of the breakfast club kind of feeling where we're like, like that John Hughes vibe or something. So we were trying out a bunch of words and the word club afterwards. And we were like, Monster Club is perfect. It's like an old, uh, maybe like early 80s, late 70s horror movie as well. What were some um, of the other iterations you tried? Blank Club. I don't really remember. Mermaid. Maybe like Skeleton Club was... There's a lot of them that are taken. You know, even if it's like someone on Bandcamp with two songs, you're like, damn it. When you Google a good name, yeah. when it pops into your head. Yeah. Tokyo Police Club. I couldn't believe that yeah. was taken. <laughs> <laughs> so we went with Monster Club and we like signed up for all this the social stuff you do as a band. Like, let's get a Bandcamp and a... Twitter and all this, like the social media accounts. And we were probably on there for like two days as Monster Club. We had nothing. We had, we don't even have a record at this point. And uh, so we have no Twitter followers. They must, someone must have somehow looked up the band they wanted, which was called No Monster Club. It's some Irish rock band. I don't know if there's still a band. But anyway, they discovered like, wait, there's a Monster Club and a No Monster Club. So they like tweeted at us. They were like, haven't you ever Googled a band name before? Um, the cyberbully. Wait, somebody yeah, was, we got, this was a fan that tweeted that? Or that? No, no, the band, was, the band yeah. messaged us that. Like they were pissed off that our name was was so close. Which first of all, Monster Club is way better than No Monster Club. If they're listening, I'll, I'll double down. I don't even really them. understand... Yeah. No Monster Club That's is weird. a band if, name. If you're going to have a club, would you want Monsters or No Monsters? I would vote Monsters every time. That's what someone tweeted that. They were like, I'd know what club I'd pick. And they'd pick the No Monster Club. Like, you should avoid Monsters. I'd, so hmm. instead of us band. being, instead of saying any of that as a retort, we were just like, our apologies. We'll change it immediately. <laughs> yeah, we we blew over like a house of cards. We were like, we don't, we don't even have a presence. Like, we're not really a band. So... The fun, there's a funny end to this story, or at least in my mind, it's funny. So we went back to the drawing board. We were like, let's stick with club. What other spooky words can we get? Pretty soon we were like, how about Graveyard Club? And we both were like, yes. We were like, we kind of like that better than Monster Club. 
So we were excited about it. And like the next week I was at like the grocery store and I was walking, walking back to my car and like some car in the, in the main part of the parking lot had run over a sandwich like a packaged sandwich from the grocery store. It was crushed and it was like the plastic was like smeared down to the ground and the sandwich was smushed and the tag on the sandwich said monster club sub. It was like a week (laughs) later. I was like, Ooh, glad we changed it. That needs to go in the book of omens. That is an omen. Yes, definitely belongs in the book of omens. I never knew about that. I'm a little bit worried now that No Monster Club is listening to this podcast and will once again cyberbully us. I'm sure they're probably slander. I've been doing a little bit of research (laughs) while you guys were talking, and it looks like they have a bunch of albums, and they joined Twitter in 2019, so approximately four to five years after they got upset with you guys for having almost their band name, but better. They must have restarted or something, because this was like 2014. Doesn't look like they're on Instagram and a little bit of action on Spotify. So they're out there. Maybe give them a spin. Maybe not. How I don't. Many Spotify I followers do they have, or do they just have the three dots, which means that I mean, it's not even enough for anybody to is care it about the numbers. Yeah, I think we checked them out. Like monthly listeners. Yeah. Three hundred twenty-three. So they're pretty similar. To right us. up there. I mean, I think their songs are good. I don't want to start a beef with No Monster Club again. You guys. You guys have your world, yeah. Um, and I think it all it all ended up for the best on uh, both fronts here. But what other questions you got there, Mikey boy? Um, what's our favorite Graveyard Club song? So I have a pick for like I think this is my favorite one on record, and I have some other picks for like this would probably be my favorite to play. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Is that Lauren saying that Archie is a very good boy? I hear like, yeah, I I think she keeps forgetting what we're doing in here. No, it sounds very (laughs) distant. I was just like, my ears perked up probably as much as his did because we all want to be a good boy on the inside, don't we? I feel like you can't look at him without celebrating for at least five minutes with just a sweet boy, really high pitched. Sorry to interrupt you. Okay, sorry. Walter's in here making weird noises at me too. Corey, your dog's not a puppy, all right? He's a beautiful boy, baby he, boy. He's a very beautiful boy. <laughs> okay, Mike, can you back up a few lines in case I mess that up? So I think the two that come to mind in terms of on record, I remember re-listening to Cellar Door a while ago and just really being proud of Werewolf Teeth. Um, not for my own personal reasons as much as just like, I think it's a very um, powerful song. I really like the melodies. I can hear Archie just howling that's, away in the back. That's Walter. <laughs> oh, that's Walter now. Oh my god! What's gosh. he doing this weekend? Him say that. <laughs> He's, He's just scratching like... or something. <laughs> yes. He's just staring at because he wants to go out by oh. Bethany. So oh. he like is just staring at me, and then sometimes if you just stare back at him, he'll start like oh making those god. weird moaning noises, and then he eventually just barks at you really loud to get he what he wants. Dad, he wants let him mom. out of here. I hate when people use those words to describe themselves in relationship to their pets. You do that but all also, the time. It's so funny. I you can't do it stop. all the time. <laughs> okay, Mike, what is your favorite Graveyard Club song to play? Oh, I, so to listen to was Werewolf Teeth because I think the melodies and the harmonies are awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very moving to me. Um, and I can say that because I don't do any of the singing. So mm-hmm. um, I, I would also say Finally Found is probably, honestly, my favorite Graveyard Club song. Um, also partly because of the harmonies, 
Um, but I just, I really like kind of the, the vibe of that one. Um, to play, I really like playing all the upbeat stuff. Like Into the Dark, we've always played forever, even though it's one of our oldest songs. It's always fun to play. Nice. Death Proof is always fun too. I think for me, I like William. I William's like almost my favorite one to play. I really like playing it, playing it, but I don't like singing it sometimes live because it can get really hard to hear my own vocals. Um, but it's really fun to sing just like walking around my house or something. Um, and then Finally Found is another really fun one to sing and play. And that's a little quieter, at least when I really need to hear my voice. So usually it's like less um, tricky. What were you going to say, Corey? Well, I was just going to say that Werewolf Teeth is one of my favorite ones to play live, I think. I don't know. I, a, a lot of times I feel like when we play stuff from the first EP or the first album or like really old songs, those to me are sometimes some of the funnest to play just because we don't play them as often. And I don't know. I just like, I dig the vibe of those first ones. They're just, they're very like sparse and kind of like simple. Like sometime after midnight, we always like playing that one. Yeah. They translate really well live. Um, yeah. They're just, those are like, they're fun to play and it's kind of fun to re-listen to some of those older songs. Maddie, how about you? Um, I think my favorite song of ours is, might be Sleepwalk. We only, we very rarely play it live. Um, and when we've done it, the last couple of years, we've had some string players that we know, John and Kirsten, uh, accompany us. And I feel like it's been really, really lovely. I always mm-hmm. like that song. I feel like on the first EP, it kind of captured some of that atmosphere with a lot of found sounds. And and uh, I think I think it might be my favorite one, even though it's kind of, in the past a little bit that's sleepwalk is also the one that you always use as a sound check song and then yeah. i kind of have started doing that too by habit so i'd go sleepwalk for my favorite song of ours and i really have always enjoyed playing nightcrawler live mm. that's always been fun i like the synth lines i think they're fun to play and i think the chorus is cool and Amanda and I are both kind of almost shouting that Nightcrawler refrain. But we also haven't played that in a, I guess we haven't played in general in a while, but yeah. we haven't played that one in a while. Yeah. Next question. Mm-hmm. One more question. What's each band member's favorite spooky movie? Oh, I'm excited about this. I actually have an answer. I don't really like spooky movies very much at all. Um, but somehow I watched, is it called The Descent? Where they're like caving? Yeah. It's like oh, deeply yeah. creepy and so scary, but I thought it was like so well done. And it also has a really interesting, if you read about it, there's like a different ending for American audiences and I think everybody else. <laughs> like ours is not as open-ended. Do you guys have favorite I spooky think, movies? Have, have you guys seen The Witch? Mm-mm. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. I don't know what era that would be set in. It's kind of like early settler times. Do you know anybody know who the director of that is? It's the uh, same as like something it's the else. Same as Midsummer, wasn't it? Oh, I love the soundtrack. Ari, to what is that the person's sport. name? Ari. It might be the Ari same Aster as... or something, something like that. I think the witch is the lighthouse guy. Oh, that's and, what it is. Yes. And Midsummer is the Descendants. Well, not the Descendants. The Hereditary. Oh, hereditary. Uh, yes, you're right. Hereditary. Yep. I have not seen Hereditary yet, but I've been wanting to watch that. It's a doozy. 
I also am not like a major, I don't know. I like horror movies at times, but it's not like a go-to genre. Um, I'm more prone to liking things that are a little more like mystery or like eerie, like David Lynch stuff. Um, Not spooky, but like unsettling. I like a lot of his stuff, Twin Peaks or like Mulholland Drive. Um, But I've liked uh, like Get Out recently and Midsummer. Yeah. Yeah, I loved Midsummer. That's that was a really great one. And I like a lot of the the old kind of original great horror movies like the original Halloween. Um, but I also, like I talked about Home Alone on the last podcast, I love like family movies. So like the Halloween Tree, which is like an animated feature made for kids around Halloween. Love you know it. One that Absolutely love it. Really, really gets to me. And I know you guys will all agree with this Ernest Hocus Ernest Pocus. scared stupid <laughs> oh my god we recently re watched that on a well not that recently but a while back on a little cabin weekend and it was rough I don't know if we actually made it to the end of that movie I, don't I love it I think it's great the cool thing about that movie is it was like the the secret is milk if you haven't seen it sorry like they spoil they spoil like uh the monster doesn't like milk so somehow like milk spills on him and that's what like gets rid of the monster and then in the in the end credits i'm pretty sure like we should google this to make sure it's true but it's like sponsored by like milk companies like they like paid i think they paid money for like the big (laughs) magic thing to be milk brought to you by got milk do you guys remember i was gonna kind of getting off a little bit off track but did you guys used to watch like ren and stimpy and stuff like those old nickelodeon shows that was a pretty creepy show for kids I know. That's what I was just thinking. Like, I used to love it, but I don't, yeah, like nowadays it's like, it doesn't really feel like a kid's show to it, me. It's just like, it's all boogers. But and like, like, that is kid stuff. <laughs> kids, weird graphic. Kids love boogers. Kids love gross out stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's extreme, yeah. but I, when I was a kid, I, my like goal was to be a cartoonist when I grew up and I didn't have cable, so I didn't see those, but I watched, like I saw it at friends' houses and I feel like all of my drawings from that era were equally demented and strange like a little bit of spongebob territory too where it's like just bizarre and kind of gross sometimes Mm -hmm. i feel like nickelodeon had cool like spooky vibe shows though did you ever watch uh are you afraid of the dark dude i was oh yeah so good that was my friend's house yeah i was scared i mean not really but kind of there's i like went back and and watched maybe i'm thinking of goosebumps but anyway there's like tons of amazing synth like soundtrack stuff in the background i don't know if you guys like this is a different movie and a different vibe but i was thinking about the movie scream and i would never list that as like my favorite and i honestly haven't seen it since it was like a new thing but i remember it being so important in terms of like coming of age i feel like the first scream movie hit when i was like not really a teenager but like getting close and it like me and my neighborhood buddy were like so interested in that movie and getting to see that movie and it felt like we were teenagers by proxy just for having watched Mm -hmm. it it was kind of a hit like it was a big oh yeah i feel like it was like a big cultural moment as far as like horror movies go like it was like a big hit film yeah i definitely remember. i think it was like a resurgence of horror as like pop culture thing like i don't think it was doing yeah. that well until that came out again like is that going to be a thing anymore like things being huge on that level where oh you got to go to the movie theater or rent like i remember renting that we like rode our bikes to rent it and now with like 
streaming and just well, obviously code but is like a whole other thing but like it some... seems like there's so much it's all like diluted out now where i wonder if those events will be kind of still i don't know i think there's still versions i know what you mean for sure and i think with music that really happens but you'll still hear like people at work or wherever talking about like the same thing that they all watch on netflix or even us like look at us we're talking about like our media nest and it's like we all watch the same hbo movie or something you know i think it's kind of coming back around again where people are starting to watch all the same thing again like think of when like netflix started not like when it started with like discs in the mail but like i don't know like since it's been a streaming service i think they're getting like better at like curation and like showing people what is gonna do well and I think that leaves, like, less room for, like, variance, I think, among its different users and stuff. Which means, like, we're all having a more similar yeah. experience. Yeah, it's just, like, di- it's just different. I think it's more, part of it for me, and, and that's, like, why I'm starting to love vinyl so much, is, like, part of it is the experience around it. Like, I remember riding a bike, like, you had to go get it. And there was, like, oh, it was in stock. And, like, you're all excited and you ride your bike back and, like, walk. Now, and, like, now you're just, like, just come over and, like, stream it in my living room. Like, it's almost too easy, whereas, like, vinyl's that way, too, where you have to be patient, and it's more of, like, yeah. you know, it, it's a more of a of experience larger than, than just the music. This has been Welcome to the Club. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. took a deep breath like i was gonna say something but uh, i think matt goes first <laughs> oh i go first you say i'm matt and i blank oh right right you guys Hold up. really what's that noise somebody's fan on the computer I think, I think it's lauren and she's vacuuming hold on oh <laughs> i feel like we should rename this podcast what's that noise yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Also, did yeah. I say something yeah, after, did you midnight? Just say sometime after midnight? Yeah, say something after midnight. Something after midnight.